scripture reading for this evening is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 22, verses 15 through 22. Then the Pharisees went and plotted to entrap him in what he said. So they sent their disciples to him, along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and teach the way of God in accordance with truth and show deference to no one, for you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. Then he said to them, Whose head is this, and whose title? The emperor's. Then he said to them, Give therefore to the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, and they left him and went away. The word of the Lord. By land and by sea, the widow's might. My alternative title, Why There Will Always Be Pennies. I was told that I could preach on whatever I wanted to. What I don't want to do is what is called exposition. That gives me anxiety, crippling, paralyzing anxiety. Fleshing out a text, line by line, word for word, and then adding historical context just lays me out flat on the bed. The problem then is, it's what I have to do. That is flesh out what bombards my head when I read a text. I'm in a writing group, thank God, so I have confidence that I can write, speak, and think. But my final block is I don't have a position to write in, no table, desk, or chair that I sit in when I do theology. I guess I like to stand at the kitchen counter next to the sink. But of course, I spilled a glass of water on my first draft. The Matthew text for today makes me think of the widow's might. I guess I gravitate to the widow's might's offering into the church or the temple's treasury because it's an actual example of someone giving everything away, all that she has to live on. Once a year, someone should preach on taxes, tithing, and giving. I'm as good as anyone to be randomly chosen to do this work. I think I'm perfect. <laughs> because I'm really good at giving everything away. After 9-11, I realized how depressed I was. I was, and I could see how depressed I was, and I could see that Muslims we're going to have a hard time of it for the remainder of my life. And I saw what was going to be an endless war. Then Paul Wellstone, his wife, his daughter, and everyone on that plane died in that crash. If I have a last straw, that was it. 
I took that personally. He was my neighbor. He lived right here in St. Paul. So I've been giving away everything that I have from that time until today. I like to say I have less than nothing, which I think is a sin. But behold, I inherited some money, and then I spent all that too. My mom is going to kill me. I spent all my money on education. Most of us value education, and we all enjoy entertainment. So education and entertainment is what I spent everything on. Tomorrow I have to go back to work to start saving for and paying for the taxes on what I inherited, and I have to start paying back on what I borrowed. And everything I saved up is gone. So in the depths of my despair and in the borrows of my sin, I inherited, if you can believe it, a widow's might. Just one. Everything reminds me of a widow's might. It's a little haunting holding a widow's might in my hand from the Byzantine Empire or ancient Judea. Time kind of collapses. The widow's might, the widow's might, her two copper coins. There's something about giving to the emperor what is the emperor's and giving to God what is God's that reminds me of those two copper coins that equal a penny. The thing about holding a widow's might in my hand is I can see both sides. One side has an eight-spoked wheel. I call that by land, or the Roman Empire. And the other side has an anchor by sea. There's a lot that can be done here with metaphor. But because of the recent news, and in print and on television and live streaming, I heard by land and by sea a lot these last few weeks. I heard by air a lot also, but the coin only has two sides. By Roman chariots and Galilean boats, by land and by sea, the attack will come. The newest phrase, bombarding the news, soon you will see it from the inside. See what? Geez, I had to take a break and prepare for this now and here. It seems so obvious to explain the miseries of paying taxes for war, roads, boats, bombs, the protection of our oceans, land, people, skies, outer space. I don't like going to work because that leads to more taxes. But my biggest fear is when I get to heaven and meet Jesus is that I will still have something left, something I withheld something that I still have in my pocket that I was unable to give. My mind is bombarded by another thing, Ezekiel's wheel, which I don't know much about. 
a wheel within a wheel a rollin', way in the middle of the air, a Christian camp song. One wheel ran by love, the other ran by the faith in God, a wheel within a wheel a rollin'. I think it's fortunate that we believe in the Trinity because then we can shove the Holy Spirit in it anywhere we want and just add water. Natalie Diaz, in her post-colonial love poem, says God might be water because water was there already before the seven days of creation. Then the Holy Spirit hovered over it and out came everything. Like Ezekiel's wheel, love and faith, rolling the wheel, rocking by faith in an anchored boat, rocking and rolling, rocking and rolling, God created everything, then separated the heavens from the dry land. The faith of Jesus Christ. Jesus slept on that boat. He had a pillow. The worse it gets, the sounder he sleeps. The guy had faith in God. He has to be woke up and asked questions. He saw that it is right to give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to give to God what is God just by looking at whose image, whose face or head is on the coin. Then he saw the widow and her two mites. He saw her put in the first one out of her abundance. After a dramatic pause, she said, to hell with it, and put into the church treasury her last mite, all that she had to live on. And that was it. Boom. An example of a person, a human being, giving all they had. And that sets the stage for Christ's passion. From land and by sea, the mercy will come. From everywhere, the Almighty. The Almighty will come from a penny. The half a penny from a poor widow. I'm not a historian, but there were no planes back then in Jesus' time. No rocket ships, no rockets, no spaceships. Just Ezekiel's wheel, the sky, stars, nature, lightning, thunder, birds. I imagine there were a lot of birds before we started making hats out of them. The church is pushing for land acknowledgement statements. Give back to the Native Americans. What is the Native Americans? The land. How I see it is, we are not going to have anything left when this is over. The land is not ours. The money is the emperor's. Even the poor widow gave everything away while God looked on. When this is all over, all we will have left is ourselves our neighbors, our God, and our talents.
What I am about to say, I know is not 100% correct, but it's what I believe. And wartime preachers are allowed a little leeway in forgiveness. I'm under the impression that it's Talent Sunday. That's what I call it. Maker Anti-Capitalist Sunday. Talent Sunday. That's amazing. And talents are passed down through touch and breath. Just as God's spirit is passed down through the church. From Jesus to his disciples, through Martin Luther to our bishops, deacons, and priests, down to us. We get close enough to each other to touch and breathe life into ourselves and into all that we do through the laying on of hands. It's hard to fire a gun when you are holding knitting needles. It's truly amazing to me that there is a place, the House of Mercy, that appreciates the one thing that truly has value, our God-given talents. We literally seek them out, find them, nurture them, and share them. What else is there? There is despair. But that, in some bizarre way, proves there is something more. There is sin, the absence of God, this less than nothing. Then to hell with it. Just throw the whole towel in. Put everything into the place where it belongs. And then as Phyllis said, that her friend said, after you say, I am grateful, that is when the miracles begin to happen. I was amazed after she said that. I had to be close enough to her to hear that word. That word was literally breathed into me here in this house, the house of mercy that I'm grateful for. I also inherited three coins with Christ's image on one side and on the opposite side is inscribed, Jesus Christ, the King of Kings. And because I can't think of a proper place to put those, I'm going to keep them safe with my one widow's might, which is still only worth about a penny with interest. So I will not be paying taxes on those, and therefore no war will be won with my inheritance. Glory to God. Now all are welcome at the table for the free gift of mercy. Amen. Amen.